Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Square Ball Podcast. We're back for the promotion-winning season. It's the Square Ball Podcast number 93. I'm Dan. I'm joined by Michael. Hello. And Moscow. Hello there. New season then. New magazine. Issue 1 is out now for you to buy. It'll be on sale at Ellen Road against Burnley. 84 pages of full-colour action. Still for £1.50. What a, what a great... It's amazing that we've managed to keep the price <laughs> so low while increasing the uh, quality and the quantity. That's really, really mm, good. Might not be one fifty anymore. Back down to a pound. Yay! No. <laughs> Inflation busters. Uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be two quid from now on. What? Blame the Tories. Just blame the Tories. Well, blaming whoever I want isn't going to help me afford it. We're uh, all in this together. Yes. Except for me, I'll have a free copy. We are blaming the Tories because it costs too much to post stuff out now. There's also paper delivery expenses as well. Yeah, getting it, it to the factory from the factory. It makes sense for us just to go bigger and charge more, quite frankly. Anyway, do buy that one if you could. And if you're listening in our brand new shiny Acast app or via the web, you can click the link. That's very exciting, isn't it? New technological developments for the new season. Don't know, it, how, don't know how they work. But. If it works, says, said the sceptical Yorkshireman. So yeah, issue one available now on the squareball.net. You can buy that and get yourself a digital subscription as well, just a pound a month. White watching. Well, it all starts again on, on Saturday with Burnley, but obviously we've got pre-season to, to run through quickly. And how do you think it's been pre-season? Do you read much into it, or is it all just about getting match fit? I'm going to ignore the shit results and take the 2-0 win against Everton to mean we're almost certainly going up. As champions. Yep. There was absolutely uh, nothing apart from stru- about struggling to uh, draws with York and Harrogate that said that there was going to be anything wrong with this season. We were just getting into it. Exactly, you've got to find your feet again. Admittedly, both York and Harrogate seem to have got into it considerably quicker than, well, than Giuseppe Belusky, at least. Let's not be negative, come on. Uh, there was nothing else I could do. The Harrogate game, as the first pre-season friendly, was the one where everybody was kind of like, is he going to get run out of town on a rail? Will Belusky and Silvestri, what reception will they get? And really... All the um, controversy about the Charlton game and the 6-6 or whatever faded into the background as I watched Giuseppe Belusky being absolutely ruined by a non-league striker. Bullied is the, the term I would use. To the point where he was actually pretending to have a head injury to try and 
get the game back on his side because he generally could not cope with a striker from the Vanarama North, I think. And that makes it sound worse if you call it the Vanarama North. Not the Vauxhall Conference, as was Vanarama. You see, the Vauxhall Conference sounded noble. Yeah, exactly. Almost big. and that, Va- yeah. Vanarama haven't held any, held any conferences. It would just be clusterfucks. Yeah, I liked all the stuff they did in the 80s, though. Particularly Venus was my favourite. Very good. But yes, I went there, sorry. Uh, yeah, so on to the... Ge- don't mention the war. Don't mention the war, but we played some Germans. Which war? The one that all took, of, part, took place on the pitch? All of them. And the stands. Yeah. Um, okay, so we played Eintracht Frankfurt, the Tony Yeboah derby. We like Tony Yeboah. Um, Steve Morrison, bright future for him. He opened the scoring in this one. How dare you mention... Steve Morrison in the same breath as Tony Yeboah. Well, listen, this, this will be his... Admittedly, both are of indeterminate age, probably. <laughs> uh, well, Steve Morrison, uh, conversely, looks much older than he really is, whereas Tony Yeboah acted young. Acted young. Also, well... His passport said he was young. Yeah, exactly. Well, six, Steve- six, six, six. Yeah. That's not sus, is it? Nah. Um, so, yeah, Steve Morrison, obviously, this podcast will act as something of a eulogy for his... His Leeds career, but I'm sure we'll do more uh, about that in the next bit. But I bet the pricks counting that on his figures as well. <laughs> Pre-season goals that probably secured the deal with Millwall. <laughs> See what I did? Eintracht Frankfurt. It was the Champions League qualifier. Football violence as well that would have appealed to Millwall. True. Yeah. So was uh, he involved, or was he just miles away from it like usual? I didn't see it, so no comment. No, no. He might have been involved. Um, I mean, well, the, the long and short of this game was some foreign blokes scored for them, and we all had a scrap. We so, scored first. Yeah, which was surprising because um, we were g- being given the absolute runaround. Rosler did say this in advance that it was kind of like to try and see how we would cope playing against a much better team, and we just kind of chased the chased the ball while they had it, and then we scored, which was funny. Mm, it's a bit like in tennis, though, isn't it? Like you get female tennis players play against male players, so when they face other female opponents, they supposedly find it easier. Because they don't have to deal with the shots that are as fast. I know athletes run with tyres attached to them and things. So that when they're unleashed, they're flying. I mean, just you wait. So it's better, I mean, it's more encouraging. I would rather see us lose 2-1 to Frankfurt than beat FC Godina 16-0. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't rather see it. I'd rather it happened. You could I'd see probably, uh, I'd probably have fun watching the score. Oh, come on, you, you've got, no, you've got to think about morale. Squad morale after that 16-0, flying. Absolutely Very flying. True. You could see the sense in this, though, whereas you couldn't really see the sense in the 16-0 and then playing against ourselves. The only concern... No, no, that, I disagree, because in that game against ourselves, we learned a lot about ourselves. And learning about ourselves is a big part of pre-season. <laughs> the only concern was going into the Hoffenheim game and then looking at um, Everton as well was whether we would go into pre-season with two draws and two defeats, well, three defeats, because I think the plan must have been that we would hammer at least one of York or Harrogate, and instead it was actually North Ferriby who bore the brunt of a of a of a Leeds United eleven. Um, but none of them are really going to play, so it was kind of irrelevant. And Billy Sharp is another one who played in that game and is gone. Your new man, anyway, Addy Amy, he scored against Hoffenheim in another two-one defeat. This one in Lillestrøm, um, big turnout there as well. Nice for the Norwegians and all the travelling fans. So Addy Amy, yeah, he equalised after some again foreign bloke scored, didn't he? Um, and then another foreign bloke scored the winner. They do that when you play foreign teams. Yeah, mm. loads of them about over there. Don't mention the war. Places crawling with them. Were we ever at war with Norway? No, but the Germans were in. You know, we know what happened before. So let's. Well, just... as far as I could tell, Hoffenheim was all. 
half and half scarves and arms across the sea. Nobody turned up with a fucking bike chain um, and a, a leather belt full of razor blades. So that's a step up from um, my usual Saturday night. I mean, <laughs> from Leeds in Frankfurt. You st- you're Frankfurt. still a member of that club, are you? The... Uh, we don't talk about that. <sighs> a bit like Fight Club. Right, uh, on yeah. to... Uh, we Oddie, play... Oddie is running it very well. <laughs> we um, moved Where on to... Oddie? Who? Don't matter. Carry on. Did you just feel a chill up your spine then? A, a ghostly. Anyway, um, Everton at home, some Scouse children and some Scouse adults on the pitch. Um, and Tom Cleverley. It, it looked all quite good, didn't it, on Saturday? I was very impressed. We, we looked useful. We looked like we were playing away from home. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll talk about the kits. They're very nice. Mm-hmm. Very nice. I like, I like the away one. But um, yeah, so in many ways, was this the worst thing that could have happened in pre season? Because all of a sudden, we're all bloody optimistic. Particularly that goal, which was, had it been scored in the competitive game, you'd probably say it was the best goal we've scored in about 10 years. Mm. But it was pre-season. There's always that nagging doubt that it doesn't really count, does it? I think had it been attempted in a competitive game, then either Byram or Moet would have had their legs snapped mm. uh, before they got near the ball. Certainly the last well, no, pass... Well, Everton are not going to want to snap Byram's legs before they buy him, are they? <laughs> True. So. Certainly the last pass when um, Byram played it to Moet to score... In a regular game, that really should have been a shot, but because he had so much time, it's like, Mr. Mowitz, why don't why don't you take this one, my good friend? Are you sure, Mr. Byron? Oh, very generous of you. Well, I'll, I'll take it from here, shall I? I'll, I'll defer to your finishing. It was a little bit like that, but you can't argue with the ticket sales for the Burn again that have purely come off the back of this. And yeah, the feel-good factor. I mean, nobody that I know would ever complain about feeling good. Mm, we've come close a few times in the last couple of years. All right, that's probably one of the most ridiculous statements I've ever made. But we shouldn't complain about feeling good. So if it felt good, let's let's do it. <laughs> I like it's it's um, it's a motto for life. Just because yeah. you feel good doesn't make it right. Skunk and Nancy wants. But it, it might not be right, but it, it's okay. Oh, okay. If it <laughs> makes you happy, why the hell are you so sad? Exactly, Chris Wood. Impressive debut. Um, I, I tweeted something to the effect of that after Morrison left, I always felt like we. I know we, you know, we kind of send him up for the purposes of this podcast, but that we maybe had a bit of a bad rap. Um, but then you watched Wood on on Saturday, and you think, Do you know what? Nah, we were probably about fair to Morrison. And then you watch where Morrison came on in this game, and he managed to miss a chance from four yards. He put it over the crossbar, and it was one where he had like three kicks at it and just couldn't get the ball in the net and it ended up on the roof of the cop he said exaggerating but yeah the loose, useless twat just there's no point Wood the goal was deflected true but his performance was good also true and, he, and the ball actually went in the net so I don't care what happens you don't actually need to watch them play Steve Morrison looks like a withered old alcoholic <laughs> with no with no meat on him and he, whereas, lo- he looks like one but he's not one but he's not one yeah, that's definitely definitely. But he's not, okay, he's yeah. probably just malnourished from his terrible upbringing in South London. I don't even know where he's from. But compared to that, Wood looks like an absolute Adonis. And mm. then you think I would not want to play against him. Whereas Steve Morrison, slow, skinny, grey, not trying, grey. He's got a grey face as well. Mm. Oh, I wasn't talking about his hair. <laughs> but that's the kind of positivity that is driving us into the new season. Is <laughs> still moaning about Steve Morrison just <laughs> for playing. 10 minutes 
against Everton. His swan song. Ignoring the fact that we've actually got a pretty decent striker who we've spent... I mean, we've spent a lot of money on Morrison over the years. We've spent a lot of money on Wood over the weeks just with his transfer fee. But already it feels like um, money better spent than every penny that I resent us ever giving to that useless sack of bastard. The News. So just to catch up on last time then, um, when we spoke last, we had signed Lee Irwin from Motherwell, uh, Charlie Horton from Cardiff, uh, backup keeper, and uh, Sol Bamba brought in on a permanent deal from Palermo. Cheers, Nicola. Um, on top of that now, we have brought, well, we've brought in a Champions League winner, lads. There's your uh, your club call headline. I've, I've undercooked it really in the, um, in the notes because he's won two FA Cups as well. Wow. And I think a League Cup. Really? This sounds like all a- without leaving his seat. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, that's true talent to achieve with minimal effort, just through sheer mind mind power. Yeah, he's definitely been present while some other people have won things. What he's bringing to Leeds United is the power of positive thinking. Who are we talking about, gents? Who who are we discussing? We are talking Ross Mind Games Turnbull. Wow, the, the player who only has to think and he wins a trophy. <laughs> so he's, he's our, probably just won something now. He's our reserve keeper now. He seems to be trying his best to mimic the Stuart Taylor method of, of just going around clubs where he's not going to play because he's been out on loan places and he's been getting games and I, I don't think he's Stop liked playing. it. I think no. he's seen this as an option. Thought, hmm, well, I can probably safely say I'll be reserved there. I might have to play in the Cups, but they'll probably get knocked out in the first round of the Cups. So, you know, two or three games a year, mm. I can live with that. I mean, I don't know if we're quite at the... Well, Hockaday did it actually in the League Cup last year with Stuart Taylor, but I don't feel we're quite at the level where we can have like a League Cup team and a, a league team. But maybe we are. But when, what does this... With a Charlie Horton, who we described here as a backup keeper, uh, but now we've also got a reserve keeper. I think Charlie Horton's going to be Ross Turnbull's fluffer. That's what he's there for. <laughs> So on top of Champions League winner and multi-FA Cup winner... You should probably stop slagging Ross Turnbull off. He's, he's a decent enough keeper, really. I think he's all right as a reserve, was, isn't he? I was on. speaking from Everyone's. utmost respect and also slight fear for his uh, powers of mental agility. <laughs> um, anyway, so we've, we've signed Chris Wood, probably more uh, talkable. Another goalkeeper? How many are we going to need? <laughs> hey, badum tush. Etc. Yeah, so we, we've stumped up some decent wedge on this blog. You know, it looks like north of two million quid. We probably haven't spent that much since uh, Giuseppe Belusky signed. Um, who, who's the last player we must spend? We're looking back at the days of Nick Barnby, aren't we? Now for uh, and Darren Anderton. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Fucking Venable signing Anderton. Just getting all his mates in. Anderton. Well, yeah, Barnby. We, Barnby. Anderton. No, but we had to replace Kieran Dyer on the right wing. So. Oh, that's true. Uh, so Chris Wood, twenty-three years old, so he's in the right age bracket, six foot three. Built like the proverbial brick-out house. Mm-hmm. He's got a magnificent chest. I noticed that on Saturday. The shirt barely... I think it's an extra large he's wearing. Mm. And it's he's ripping it. Um, so, yeah, he did, he did pretty well for Leicester um, in their promotion team, but didn't really uh, cut it in the top division. So is he maybe perfect for this level? And also he's had a, at least a season of pure Nigel Pearson in his ear. So that's got to be character building, if nothing else. Mm. Um, your thoughts from Saturday then? Obviously, it's a very limited um, example, but he looked mobile, links up well with people, doesn't he? He's got a good football brain, decent feet, so thumbs up so far on the on the limited evidence so far. Better or worse than Becchio? 
worse. Okay, just the chance. <laughs> Naturally. I mean, the, the main problem with Saturday was that he was pretty much on his own for most of the first half, and it took him like a reorganisation at half-time to actually get him some support and some help. But despite being on his own and kind of stranded up front, he didn't just do the Morrison thing of just going like, well, I may as well not bother and I'll just head some corners away. He actually looked like he was trying to make yeah, something he did. Yeah, he did go and look for the ball, didn't he, rather than just aimlessly running in the channels and stuff yeah. like that. And I saw him at Harrogate as well, where him and Irwin actually both... What seemed to be happening in Harrogate was they were getting the ball quite a long way from goal and not having much support again, which I think is going to be a problem with 4-3-3. But they were both beating players and running into the penalty area on their own and then having a shot. And that's pretty exciting. That's a novel development, I think. For, yeah, certainly for a forward player at Leeds United. We haven't had anybody taking on defenders, beating them, dribbling into the box and shooting since Luciano Becchio. So um, it's good to see see at least a return to the level that he used to perform at. <laughs> um, Tom Adiemi, another one who's going to cost us a million quid should we make it permanent in a year's time. Again, you know, we, we said we were sorry to see Rudy Austin go, but he looks like an upgrade on Austin, doesn't he? He's younger and cheaper, Taller. possibly. I don't yeah. know. Ross has indicated that Austin was very expensive, which is a Warnock signing, is probably true. Hmm. Well, we've seen that with um, Luke Murphy having to take a pay cut to stay. And he was a McDermott signing. Well, I think this is down to GFH, isn't it? When they did, yeah. you know, it's, it's not having a bloody clue about what you should be doing, and you know, they, they well, clearly didn't have a handle on the finances. It doesn't really matter how much you're paying somebody if you're not planning to stick around to pay the bill. That's mm. what it comes down to with players like Murphy and Austin. So, yeah, I mean, I still I liked Austin, but I like the look of Adeyemi as well. We were he was sitting in front of the back four, crackling everybody. And I don't remember any shots um, hitting the old peacock. So <laughs> it's nice that we're signing these twenty-three-year-olds who are, have got experience. But I mean, Adiemi's got twenty-three-year-old, but he's had two hundred games. Another twenty-three-year-old brick shit house. Exactly to top off Chris. Wolf. I like these people filling out the shirts. But yeah, he's, he's had um, he's had a decent run. He, he kind of faded, didn't he? Was it um, at Cardiff? They paid a million for him in the first place. So. That's what happens when you, you have a high turnover as manager, as Steve Morrison will uh, will confirm. Sometimes they just don't fancy the next ones. Glenn Roder fancies him. I was looking at his comments from when did Glenn Roder manage him? He was Which, a, he started in the Norwich youth team. Oh, okay. He comes from a lovely family. My boy is. <laughs> and academically, he's incredibly intelligent. Can you do Glenn Roder's boy? I don't know what Glenn Roder sounds like. He's all out of one side and cockney. Well, then you may as well take this on. Nah, I got it, you it, as far as... No, do you know um, what? He had a stroke, I probably shouldn't. <laughs> really? I think he did. Well, let's, I'll tell I you think what, he may have sounded like that before, but just to be safe... Yeah, let's not let's go not, there. Let's not mock him. Yeah. Let's go you, Reid. OK, I don't think he got anything less than an A grade in his GCSEs. My son goes to the same school and the headmaster told me if Tom decides at any point he doesn't want to play football, he can go back to Norwich School, get his A-levels and end up at Oxford or Cambridge. And I don't think he means they're football teams. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So he, he likes him. Uh, yeah, bit of a, a thing bit for too him. much. Mathieu's replacement, I suppose. Well, the intellectual. Yeah, be, well, he's not got. I mean, Adi Amy isn't a French name. It was always that taste of the exotic with Mathieu that just marked him out a little bit more, and also the um, prospects of his French mother. But moving on, who what, who signed him for um, for Cardiff? I'm losing track of their managers here. It was Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Ah, well, he didn't mm, checkered a checkered history there. 
Well, yeah, bought him and got sacked. But it's not like anybody's going to buy a player and get sacked at Leeds United. No, of course not. To, to run a football club on such whims, you would have to have a crazy owner, like like what Cardiff do have and like what we... Move, let's... Next player. Yeah, silly beards. Um, let's talk about him. Yes, Stuart Dallas, a winger. Hashtag wingers. Dun, dun, dun. This, one, this one, not a 23-year-old brick shithouse, but a 24-year-old brick shithouse. He's actually quite big for a winger. He's still, yeah. he's still six foot. He's what you'd call a modern winger, isn't he? One of these that can sort of go and drift inside and he's, become a forward. Are you saying he's more or less Cristiano Ronaldo? Uh, I think he's better. Okay. I still like my wingers wispy. Where's Pat Nevin when you need him? <laughs> That's what I want. Wispy wingers, yeah. So he's joined from Brentford for what looks like about £1.3 million from Northern Ireland. Uh, he played all season last season and uh, looked good against us. He checks all the boxes, doesn't yeah. he? Apart we had, from his beard, maybe. I don't mind his beard. We, had, we definitely had a vacancy on the left wing and we have filled that vacancy with this player. 1.3 million he sounds perfect for the role that's why I'm confidently predicting he'll be crocked for the season in the first <laughs> at least maybe not the first game but the first couple maybe the league cup will play him at Doncaster and he'll just be anterior cruciate ligament or Achilles yeah. injury that, that never leaves him did you see um, <laughs> did you see the picture uh, went around this week of how David Boost's leg looks now yes that was quite a harrowing. He's a, he's a bit missing from it, doesn't he? Yeah. I've seen it before. Yeah. Muscle wastage and all that. Yeah. 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 So I'm sure Stuart Dallas will be <laughs> fine. But it's something just reminded me of having seen that. He's seen Peter Schmeichel soon be vomiting over him. <laughs> if he's lucky. Oh, dear me. Right, well, on the way out, we've said goodbye to Billy Sharp and to Steve Morrison. Billy, no surprise, and ended up back at Sheffield United. He seems to be happy. Well, he's with Nigel Atkins again, so he's obviously comfortable in a world of PowerPoint. Yes. Um, and obviously Steve Morrison I mean again we've, we've already said quite a lot about Mr Morrison both in this podcast and in previous podcasts how will we Fuck look off Steve well I was just going to say how will we look back upon his Leeds United career but I think you've just done it a fucking disaster from yeah. start to finish a waste of time a waste of skin energy <laughs> he, it's not just ruined our enjoyment of football but ruined Luciano Becchio's life I mean, look at him now. He didn't, like, the plan was never, as we discussed on the last podcast, to go back to Argentina. But that's where he is now, thousands of miles away from his adopted home, just so that we could pay this diabolical £20,000 a week to score goals for Millwall Football Club. And I loved, I noticed that the Evening Post, um, in the reports of his departure, said that he scored... It's like he scored something like five goals for Leeds United in 40 appearances, but then clarified that three of those came towards the end of last season, like in six games at the end of last season. So we're getting down to it was two goals in fucking years. And then as he said, huh, anybody who says I've not been scoring goals don't know what they've been fucking talking about. Millwall doesn't count, especially not when we're paying 20 grand a week, especially not when fucking Luciano Becchio is on a, a sad boat back to Argentina for a world of sadness and he's not even being he's played he's not in a world of sadness he's, he's not even what? being played he's, he's, not, he's on the bench he's <laughs> going he, back there with cases full of money and steak he's a hero steak he would much I mean imagine what the last few seasons I mean the form Becchio was in when Warnock sold him out of bitterness and spite, which I'm not, there's not even he can take me to court if he if he wants to contest the fact that this whole deal was based on bitterness, spite, and hatred. 
But and the form Becky o was in, if that had continued for the two and a half seasons since, anything could have happened. Instead, that happened, and he doesn't even fucking spell his name right. One R, dickhead. <laughs> Um, some others who've stayed then all the young players we've retained them do we need to be a bit wary of this suspicious it's it's going too well isn't it transfer window's not shut that's true what you're saying would you be when, do, when does season ticket sales finish is it Saturday Saturday yeah would you be surprised yeah. to see Sam Byram leave before the window closes they've been the rumours all summer haven't they but yeah is, is Byram in the last year of his contract yes I suspect it may be a freebie next summer. You think? It feels that way to me, if we don't go up. I mean, this is just pure based on the fact that any player who comes into his last contract and hasn't either been or hasn't signed an extension, there's generally only one reason. Cook is not going to leave on a free because he signed a contract extension in the summer. Sam Byram's agent apparently walked out of a meeting with Massimo Cellino um, that's not a good sign. Maybe better prospects with the head of recruitment and Adam Pearson. Yeah, but you would think perhaps they might have got that sorted before now. Mm. But it's good that he's still here. And maybe uh, being converted to a right winger is just the kind of glorious experiment that will end in enough failure that nobody will want him. <laughs> let's, uh, let's hope that career-threatening injury happens to him. If him and Stuart... Just da- so we can keep him. I mean, look at... Well, that wasn't exactly the failure I was thinking. <laughs> I was thinking that he might be crap. But if you look at our prospect for the season, if both Stuart Dallas, Dallas and Sam Byram get injured at the same time, what are we going to do? Would possibly Lee Irwin, although he's un- untried, get Ajo's back from wherever we flock him to? Ajo's. <laughs> We, we could have problems. So, Berardi, well, actually, no, I know what it will be. It'll be a Taylor left, Berardi right, Wooten will be right back, and who's going to play left back in this situation? Bamba, because he's got the number three shirt. And then we'll have Belushki and Cooper in the middle. What could go wrong? Every, well, in that situation. Well, listen, um, let's move on to the shirts because the shirts look very nice. The yellow away kit, splendid. Away um, kit. 100% behind it yeah, yeah. home kit 90 home kit. if did you just put a bit of yellow with the blue yeah or don't know if you're going to go all white go all white if you're going to put blue on it also put yellow on it I'm with you on that yeah, yeah it's it, I mean there's no yellow on it it's anyway, a bit of a missed opportunity yeah still it, still better than that it's an 8 or 9 out of I think it's an 8 or 9 out of 10 clearly Kappa's templates don't allow for more than two colours for that particular shirt that's what I'm Assuming. You big cynic. Um, well, uh, we've seen the goal. Do we want to talk about the goalkeeper shirt? The 15 quid standard team thing that if you get a Leeds United badge on it, suddenly it's 45 quid. Anywho. I saw that though. I mean, all, all football shirts are mass produced for about eight pence and then sold for 50 quid. This is true. And the ones we've got, the home one, like you say, it's just a yellow flash away from perfection. The away one is just a yellow flash and is perfection. So. Having seen how good wood looks in it, I'm not even going to bother getting one. Mm. I'll never, I'll never be able to live up to that. It's yeah, it's worrying, isn't it? The uh, the, the fit is very, it's unforgiving. I think mm. is the phrase to use. I think um, they do make a fatty one, don't they? Do they? I think so. Yeah, the, the body fit ones the players wear are not uh, the ones that. Well, I think you can buy those, but. You won't want to. It'll be about 1% or 2% of people in the stadium wearing those. <laughs> um, so filling out that shirt, the squad numbers have been announced. Um, let's have a quick dash through these. 
notable ones in there. I don't like Saul Bamber at number three. I'm not keen on that, but no. you know, we live with mm. it. Uh, Wu Tong number four? Not having that. No. no. I Wrong. was although I was more upset by that thinking, oh it's it's a disgrace to the number four shirt and stuff. Then I look back on the uh, other number fours and having filled that shirt in recent years, I mean Alex Bruce, Michael Doyle, uh, David Livermore had it for about a week. Jody Morris True it, disgrace. Um, and Carlton Palmer. So maybe number four I think it's not it, as bad as I first thought. It's a little unfair to Michael Doyle being in that company. I've kind of eh. I've softened on Doyler over the years. He was part of a promotion winning team. Whereas Alex Bruce did his best to sabotage. <laughs> was he part of the team that went up from League One or did we sign him when we went up? Mm. I can't remember. It was a dark day anyway. Jody Morris is just full of hay. I was hoping um Sam Byron would take twenty for the season because he was wearing it in pre-season and I like that as like if you're going to convert a right back to the winger just stick a zero after the two mm, yeah, and it makes that, it look pretty yeah but you're sort cool. of moving him out to the fringes numbers there I don't yeah, like but it people, you know I mean Everton turned up with players wearing like 56 and 72 mm, that's because they were children okay well I I still th- I liked Sam with, with I'd have liked to have seen back. Cook at number four as well really yeah he has got a batting number at 23 but it's not it's not the one, is it? Mm. Or even Adeyemi, if he's gonna like, yeah, if he wanted to make true. stake a claim. Um, Antonucci's added his three and his four together to make seven. Oh, is that what he's doing? Strikers with seven. Are we keen? No, Strachan's number. Also, is he going to be playing? No. Luke Murphy, he's been shifted around. That put any kids with Murphy on the shirt. It's turning into a step song, isn't it? Six, seven, eight. I don't know. God, I forgot you wore six. He's been around the block, that kid. Um, Alex Mowat in at number 10 it sounds like the charts doesn't it now Mowat um, Mowat Mowat Alakista is that how we're working he's the new Gary McAllister anyway. oh right Mowat Mo Callister. Mo Callister. Mowat Mowat Problems works better, works better doesn't it Captain so yeah Saul Bamba will be pulling on the armband he's the natural choice best choice yes we agree it was really yep. between him and Silvestri as true strong leaders I think Saul Bamba's spine's probably a bit more Robust than uh, Sylvester. Uh, other bits and bobs then, just to wrap up. A couple of injuries to report. Um, Bianchi's out for six weeks. Not bothered. No. Keeps him out of the team, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Price worth paying. <laughs> and um, Billy's Bar. That's uh, that's no longer got the the worst logo in the world, which I is have, abysmal. I did. I did, purely, I did purely get this from looking through the news on the Leeds United website, and it's. It's not a great logo. Is that how they build it? Not no longer has the worst logo in the world. Did we have a press conference for this? <laughs> Massimo rambling on about it. I didn't fucking like the logo, hi. Hey? Well, look, we've not uh, mentioned that he has bought in the catering rights again. Bought them mm. back from Compass. Well, he, I say he, the club. Um, oh yeah, but it is still. They've gone for that kind of. It's a similar kind of neighbours style typeface to Howard's, and. <laughs> I noticed that they've got Bianchi and Murphy to stand in front of it, so it's like... Didn't, a, didn't exchange a word. Got a serious knee injury? <laughs> Come to Billy's Sports Bar. But yeah, and drink yourself better. <laughs> we're, yeah, we're no longer um, just letting another company have all the money. Um, and there's some people here wearing uh, retro Admiral Legion Knights smiley shirts with fancy coloured drinks. They're serving green and red drinks and yellow drinks. 
So they appear to be ladies. They appear to be bar staff with traffic light coloured drinks. And there's blue ones as well. I've not seen a blue traffic light until that time I drove home after a night in Billy's Bar. Um, <laughs> hey, bit of share. Yeah, yeah which honestly, if West Yorkshire Police are listening, I did not do. Life is full of awesome what ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot; we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wegovy and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com/weightloss. That's plushcare.com/weightloss. plushcare.com/weightloss. The Square Ball Podcast. Let's do predictions now then. Um, this time last year we made some wild and uh, unfounded predictions. Some of them actually proved to be correct this year. Let's see, shall we? Similar questions to last year. Let's start off with where do you think we're going to finish? Michael, I'll come to you first on this. I've gone for 15th for the last two years, I think. Yeah. Um, and I was right last year. You would have been right the year before as well, I think. Hang on, maybe we were 15th and I said, oh, it'll just be exactly the same as the year before, because mm. that's how I think felt. you're thinking of the end of season pod when you said it 15th again this season. Possibly. But, uh, what is your actual prediction then? I'm going to be wildly optimistic and say 10th. Okay. Hmm. Last season I went for 22nd. Yep. And I noticed that, um, is it the Daily Mirror have tipped us to be 22nd and this year? 442, so we'll be 21st, I think. Right, really? okay. Yeah, which that seems unnecessarily morose. I mean, I think last season you could have called that a gloomy prediction, but I feel like it was warranted. Those were gloomy times. These aren't gloomy times. Steve Morrison has left, and that's got to be worth at least 10 points. Um, I don't know how much further up the table that will take us. Ross Lewis said top 10, but I don't want to just copy Michael's prediction, so I'm going ninth. Ooh. Nerf. Very excited. Don't mention the war. I'm not mentioning the war. Don't. Just don't do it. I'm, I'm mentioning us finishing ninth. So, Michael, you'll say 10th. Uh, Moscow, you say 9th. I'm yeah. not going to go for 8th. Do you know what I'm going to go for? 2nd. 5th. Oh. oh. It's, that's playoffs, isn't it? F- it is playoffs. So long since yeah. we've been up there, I don't really know what qualifies. Fifth. Are we going to lose in the semi or the final? We will go up. What? We'll go up. If we get in the playoffs, we lose to Preston. It's, I mean, there's no question about that. It's not even a, a, a thing. Well, I'm, so never, I'm never going to be more optimistic than I am sat here ahead of the Burnley game. It's only going to be downhill from here. So now is the time um, to put nuts on the line and say fifth and up. I feel more optimistic than I have in a few years, I have to say. Yeah. We've, we've bought really sensible players. 
Well, I've, just, I've boosted mine up by like 12 places. I don't know how much more people <laughs> well, want. This for me, this is this is completely heart-ruling head. We probably won't be fifth and go up. Mm. But I just, you know, it, I, there's, some, there's something. I, I Fifth and up. I like the look of the first team, although we haven't seen Dallas <laughs> at all, apart from on YouTube, and he hasn't trained with the players at all. But I do like the look, the idea and the look of the first team and the way that's kind of developed and the fact that Morrison won't be in it. Um, helps Byron being converted to a right winger is exciting Berardi playing at all is just that little <laughs> element of crazy that I enjoy um, Dallas could be great Adeyemi could be great but we're talking about a first team with absolutely no depth to this squad whatsoever but injury to the injury to Adeyemi we're putting Bianchi in there crocked or not I think yeah but they'll, they'll be better this second season I think the Italian influence that possibly split the camp last year is not going to be as prevalent and I think we're probably going to have another couple of players come in and I think it'll pad the squad out and that's my absolute upper limit guess I think okay. we'll probably be a couple of places lower but I'm going to go, let's do it let's let's go fifth I think I don't think anyone's arguing with you for that it's just kind of if Wood to... gets injured you all of a sudden think yeah is a team with Dakar as the main striker going to go up probably not this is true, but let's see, shall we? Um, and again, Ipswich nearly did it last year with Luke Varney and uh, Noel Hunt. So. It's, just, it's about momentum. I think there is genuinely a good feeling about the place. And may, you know, every year there's a surprise package, so why can't it be us? There's, there's something, I don't know. This it's, time, it'll be an unexpected court case. <laughs> something else Massimo's done. What do you mean, this time? Well, we know most all the, the other ones have been expected, coming. haven't yeah, we? Yeah, out of left field, he's killed some people. We do have... Um, <laughs> We do still have, I mean, we always have to acknowledge the spectre of the Adrian payments, the McCormack, well, no, it's Adrian's ownership, McCormack payments, and the whole tax thing on everything Chilino's ever bought all still exists. Yeah. All still has the potential to destabilise everything at any time. However, we do now have Adam Pearson, pay, I see him as like a, paper, like a human paperweight. So when this tornado breezes through he's like holding down all the all the papers stopping Chris Dawson from being blown into a wall <laughs> it's so there's some kind of defense there now however he can be sacked for doing that if it's not what Massimo he can wants. but if you look at the evidence of the last 24 48 hours that Chilino is on holiday for a fortnight before the season starts mm. there's obviously a lot of trust going on there and our big fear I think with Chilino was that a leopard doesn't change its spots However, it looks, from the outside anyway, that that maybe is the case. Now, it's like the old, um, what's the example? Is it the swan gliding across the water? It all looks fine from above, but yeah. obviously you don't see what's going on below the surface. Um, there's maybe a bit of that, but that's fine. We don't need to see what's going on below the surface as long as the swan looks pretty and all white. <laughs> what's going on there? <laughs> I don't, the implication in... Um Phil Hayes' interview, an article about Adam Pearson that was in today's paper, was that what Pearson has done is introduced Massimo Cellino to the possibility that he can both own Leeds United and be relaxed simultaneously. Mm. And that he, you know, Massimo, I'll deal with this. You go and have a, a holiday. But how does this work? This is, this, is, this is crazy. I don't know what you mean. No, honestly... Go away for a week, come back, 
everything will be fine. We've got a lot done. That's the, <laughs> that line that he said on Sky Sports News. If you missed this, they were doing a tour of the 92 grounds in one day, weren't they? Jim White in helicopter or something. Mm. Anyway, they got to work. Uh, it was Richard Graves at Ellen Road, and he said the famous line was, um, Massimo's been on holiday at the minute. We've had a lot done in the last couple of weeks. We've got a lot done. So uh, it, it tells the story about what's going on. So I think I person's know. involvement will cut down the day-to-day dramas as well, because rather than have to have five winding-up orders going in, because we've not paid loads of stuff, he'll get a letter and go, this is a bill for something, we probably can't get away with not paying this, let's just pay it. Mm. Whereas last year it was, how many How many did we actually have? Five's probably an exaggeration, but there were, there were a few, weren't mm. there? And they were all probably And there's a club, quite sec- easily club secretary as well who's there to handle stuff like this, and so him and Pearson together can deal with this shit. Yeah. Um, but anyway, last back time I had one of those, didn't Simon Grayson? Anyway, <laughs> back to oh my god, what an image! Uh, back to the the question at hand. Then um, your player of the year. I'll start with you, Moscow this time. I my instinct says Adeyemi. I don't know why, having seen him play all of once, but I just have a feeling that he could. Is he the midfield linchpin that we've been crying out for? He could do that, yeah. And also, I mean, my my second thought is when I kind of go, no, that's ridiculous, is Sam Byram could actually morph into that Bale-Ronaldo figure and that would be something. But, yeah, so I would say Adeyemi. Purely just, it's a, it's, a, it's a gut instinct. Michael? I think Moat might retain it. Mm-hmm. He's got a number 10 shirt. That's going to give you confidence, surely. He's like a new signing. Never been a bad number 10. Don't think about it. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go for... Let's go for Stuart Dallas before his career-ending injury. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, because he because there's going to be a lot of focus on him because he's the winger that we've been crying out for and I think people will respond well to Flair and I think he will become central to the narrative. Okay. Yeah. Is that what people get Player of the Year awards for? Does this stand up on stage? Like, here, here is a young man who has been central to the narrative this season. Are we expecting Nigel Adkins to take over? <laughs> He's been central to the narrative. He really has played a big part in our growth, both personally, economically, etc., etc. I don't think Moet will have it, because like when we won the Fanzine of the Year Award the first time out, and then the second year, because the FSF is a quite a nice organisation, they gave it to somebody else. Is a scummer going to win it? No. Uh, so that's, I think that's that's why Moat won't get it again this year. Share it out. Yeah. It's a bit like Byron not winning it two years in a row. Uh, your young player of the year, uh, Michael, I'll start with you. Lewis Cook is obvious. He's the obvious candidate. I'll go for Lewis Cook as well. What about you? I'm going to throw in a curveball, Calvin Phillips. Any particular reason or just doing it to be contrary? I hate Lewis. No, I don't. Like <laughs> I suppose he's, he's less likely to be sold. Yeah, Therefore, maybe... we'll be here to pick up an award. True. And there's maybe an element of what you're saying is about players winning two years in a row it'll be someone else's turn and I mean he's played a full season in the championship is Lewis Cook really still young yes. I know the answer is yes <laughs> but I think somebody younger perhaps is going to get a chance top scorer then um, obvious candidate for me here is Wood because uh, he's our number nine and the only striker we appear to have now so I'm going to go for Wood yeah Sam Byram this is a sexy prediction go on because um, With well, how many? <laughs> Twenty... Uh, Sixteen. Hmm. He's becoming the Ronaldo Bale figure, the modern the modern winger attacker. Yeah, I think so. And because he's going to be playing off of uh, Dukara after Chris Wood is injured for the season, <laughs> um, he, we're going to be relying on him as, as our main source of goals. Either Sam Byram or I've quite liked 
watching Byram setting up players from midfield. So I think Cook or Moet running in to be just teed up by a Byram pass while Dukara stands on the edge of the box watching could be something to watch. So one of those could hit double figures. But I think Byron will soon realise that, uh, that Cook, for one, is not a natural goal scorer and he'll just score them himself. Well, I've got you on the line, Moscow. Who's going up? Yeah, this is a difficult one because I've not really paid any attention to... The, all I know about the Championship this season is that Middlesbrough um, has spent a lot of money on a lot of players. So I don't think it'll be them. Who came down? Burnley came down. And obviously they're going to lose on the opening day, so their momentum will in- immediately be knocked. Uh, QPR came down. Where's, is Joey Barton still there? Has he gone somewhere else? They released him, didn't they? Mm. Um, Set him back out into the wild. So they've got a chance of going up now. I Honestly, I need to have a look at the, at the table and see what teams are actually in it. Oh, you've already done this. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, you, you ever think about that, Michael, I'll come to you. Go on. I think Wolves had a good, had a good year last year. I was year. just going to say Birmingham and Blackburn are setting some early pace. Yes, I was going to yeah. say Wolves currently propping up the table. Yeah, that's, they're yeah. going to have to come back. From they're, going to, they're going to have a comeback, I think. Uh, Some turnaround that though. Yeah, but I've got faith. I've got They've faith. Got Forty-six games to do it. Yeah, go on. They have. I mean, the goal difference is still is still zero. It's within well. reach. Within reach. That's yeah. all flat. So yeah. not nothing too much to, uh, to worry about there. I think Bristol bouncing up. You never oh, know. The double These things oh, happen. Okay, okay. Not to us, but they do happen to to other people. And I'm putting faith in Daesh. To get Burnley back. Who? <laughs> you hate us. I've got a sore throat as well. Oh, come on. Think how he feels. Permanently. <laughs> right, I promise. Can I be excused from Dykes this week if I promise to read his post-game interview next time? Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so you've said Bristol and who? Sorry, Wolves, Wolves and, and Dyche Burnley, Dyche yeah? Dyche Burnley. Okay. I think purely related to Robert Snodgrass getting back to fitness... Hull got to in with a chance, and also the Flamingo Land factor. Do they, but they sponsor them, is that right? Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Preston. I mean, we know what happened last time. Simon Grayson brought a team up from no, League One. No, he can't do came it. Very he close. Can't. He came can't very do it. close. No, he's got the extra Gla- he's got a glass ceiling. Glass ceiling. He's got he can't the extra do it. experience now. I think he's going to take them straight through. Nah. And ah, Fulham, Smith and McCormack are going to click. Interesting. Okay. Um, all right then, I'm going to go for. I quite like. I haven't thought of Fulham, but I'm going to say I'll say Middlesbrough because it, they've spent so much money that it's it's almost inevitable. Um, that they'll fail, like Fulham last year. Somebody dull, like maybe yeah, Reading. Do I think maybe? Nah, Middles. No, it'll be yeah, it'll be Middlesbrough, Middlesbrough Derby and us. Oh, I forgot. We'll you said, I said yeah. us. Yeah, we'll go up through the playoffs. Um, yeah. yeah, Derby I forgot about as well because I suppose I think just another hilarious failure there. Well, they keep coming close. I think eventually they'll they'll crack the knot, same as Middlesbrough. It could be the year mm. of the. It could be that year this year. Um, who's going to go down apart from Blackpool, Rotherham, um, Huddersfield? That's kind of like an honorary because Oddie isn't here to nominate Huddersfield to go down. I'm doing that on his behalf. Mm-hmm. And. Fulham, I think McCormack and Smith to uh, <laughs> to just not click at all. Okay, Michael, uh, I'm going to I'm going to go Rotherham, Huddersfield as well, and MK Dons because the FA will realise they're not fit to be in the division. Very good. Uh, for me, I'm going to let's do it. Yeah, I'll go for Rotherham, Yorkshire team, uh, Sheffield Wednesday, 
Yorkshire team. No team with Tom Lees in the defence is going to get relegated. Not going to happen. And Huddersfield, Yorkshire team. I think, yeah, well, we go up, three Yorkshire teams will go down. That's my prediction, based on nothing at all. We <laughs> uh, really haven't... I paid no attention no. to Jim. I see occasional bits of news like Middlesbrough. I can't even remember the name of the players that spent big money. I, Stuart often, Downing. Not, yeah, often, I, hate, I hate football. I absolutely hate football. I hate it when it's on the telly. I don't like watching it. I only like watching Leeds. And even then, I only like that occasionally. Yeah, what, what exactly do you like about watching Leeds? <laughs> Nothing. Might, maybe this year is the year when this, it changes. Yeah, but historically. Um, let's, let's, see what, let's see what the bookmakers are saying. They're, they're rarely wrong. Is um, got any predictions up? Don't be daft. The bookmakers think Derby, Middlesbrough, and Hull will be going up. Rotherham, Charlton, and Huddersfield will be going down. Charlton's an interesting one. It's mm. good that everybody's tipping Huddersfield to go down. Yeah, um, nice. I'm a big fan of that. And if you want to back Chris Wood to be top scorer in the whole division, you can get him at forty to one. Interesting. What about Sam Byron? Probably not on the list. No, he's not. Uh, perhaps uh, less of an interesting market than this was last year in theory um, when will Juve Rosler be sacked of course the hawk lasted until the 28th of August so he made it a, a belly a month it's an interesting one because we're all tipping well you're tipping in for promotion well no you're tipping Leeds United for promotion so it's whether you're expecting it to be Leeds United with Juve Rosler in charge to be promoted I do and we're going for well let me get it. let me get this one out there now yes I do I expect him to last the season ok I don't know I, he should because I'm predicting ninth, and that should be fine. But you've got to lose a lot of games to finish ninth. You're going to have a bad run, aren't you, at some point? Yeah. It's going to be a six-game period where you, you pick up a point or something. And we've seen last season it, it depends how Chilino responds to a really, really good run of form. Hopefully. That's to, like call out the manager in public and then uh, shame him and then eventually sack him in the summer. Well, not really sack him. Well, Just yeah. sort of leave him until he fucks off. It's like... The Gibbs method. <laughs> I was going to say it's more like when your parents threatened if you're going to be like that I'll just leave you here and then he actually does it. Go on then. What, so what I'm going to say, say it's a really tough one because I don't want to burst the optimism bubble but I just have that nagging feeling that it's going to happen and I don't know what the trigger's going to be. Something on Instagram. Um... Well, I mean, that could happen at any moment. Is Uwe Rosler on Instagram? Not that I'm aware of. <laughs> Nigel Adkins, speaking of Nigel Adkins, he's on Twitter, actual Nigel Adkins. Yes. It's awful. Mm. Anyway, when's he going to be... Come on, it's time. I'm going to have to push you. I think he's going to do a... Easter, will he be out by Easter? I think it's going to be the end of the January transfer window. He's going to say, ah, he's saying a fucking bunch of fucking useless idiots, and then sack him, and then it'll turn out that actually we sign some brilliant players. So you think, you're thinking of fallout over transfer policy, maybe? Yes. Okay. Yes, because we've spent a lot of players and Ross is going to go and say, I just need one or two more and Trelino is going to hit the fucking roof. Okay. And he won't have got what he wanted for Christmas. I'll tell you what the trigger's going to be. Zamba Nadicic is going to propose to Eleonora at Christmas and the whole mood is going to change. Mate, I think that one's off now. Really? I believe so. It's been erased from the record. I'll let you check that and we'll come to Michael. Go on then, when's he going to be sacked? Um, I think he might stay out of the season. Interesting. Which is, given the high turnover we had last year, but I think Rossler's a credible sort of man and a bit physically intimidating as well. Whereas Dave Hockaday was a. I mean, we don't if, want. He's an easy man to sack, was Dave Hockaday. We don't want to mention the war, but he is German and Massimo is Italian and we know what happens there. 
Very true. Very, um, very so Moscow, true. in the whilst you whilst you're researching um, Instagram and Eleonora, I can't find her anymore. Maybe that's for the best. Um, who do you think is going to be our next manager? That's the other question. But we both predicted that he's going to see out the season. What do you think, Neil Redfern? I was going to say Hockey Day. Although Hockey Day has gone to open his um, academy, hasn't he? Next manager, Milanic. Well, he's still that manager technically. Yes. Hey, I have him back. He never left. He never went anywhere. Nigel Atkins. You think? And you know who's going to his first signing is going to be Billy Sharp. The glorious return. Yes. I think there. That's what's going to happen. I saw Rustler did the um, the talk at the Leeds fans LLP thing, and I thought I came across very well. And he, he had such an incredible poker face when Adam Pope was talking about Belushi's uh, influence in the dressing room, basically saying it was a shit. And <laughs> Rustler just—I was watching him so closely for a little crack of recognition. Nothing. 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 Played it like an absolute pro. Just um, it was described to me as Rosler as being quite intense as well. I mean, he just seemed mm. quite laid back. But on the other hand, he, there is that intensity there, isn't it? Maybe it's the, the focus, the German thing. I don't know. What will happen maybe if he comes under a bit of pressure? We do have that six-game losing streak that's so familiar to us as Leeds fans. How's he going to react to that? I don't know. I've found Alianora's Instagram now. I think he's got the the credibility to ride it out in a way that Hockaday never had and Milinic never had. I think Redfern, well, he did have a bad spell when he first came in and people were willing to give him a bit of time. Whereas, well, Milinic did the better, better ask someone else when it came to the Belush incident and Hockaday was just continually laughable. I think, he, I think he's got it about him to, to try and ride it. Eleonora update, I have found her uh, profile again and I think we can confirm that Zan Benedicic is out of the picture to be replaced in her bed, um, according to this photo, by uh, her brother, uh, Cole. <laughs> Coming up. And so the misery all resumes on Saturday. We've got Burnley at home. It's on the telly. Sean Deitch. Yes, you are excused, Michael. Um, the silent Deitch. The, the relegated Burnley. Not a bad side. They've got... Um, it's quite an exciting start, isn't it? Are you looking forward to it? Very much. These previews are going to be difficult because so consuming has the excitement of Leeds United been that I know absolutely nothing about any of our opponents in the next few games. I am, as we speak, on whoscored.com, but they don't appear to have our fixtures. Oh, no, here we go. Right, preview, Leeds v Burnley. So I'm now going to find out what I'm supposed to think. This is just a man reading out stats from the internet. Um, Incredible audio. They've got Jutkovic up front. That's exciting. Um, they have lost their main striker. I don't who know that was that? Much. Danny Ings. Ah, of course, yes. Damien Duff is playing in central defence next to Roy Keane. Right, yeah. Um, Kieran Knightley is playing right wing. Um, Buster Keaton in goal. And Bertie Mee at left back. I always forget that they have Bertie Mee playing to them. <laughs> Jelly Vossen could make his debut, but Matt Loughton is a doubt. They've lost a few key players, but the bulk of the squad is still there. Interesting. Oh, that's good. Good to know. We failed to win Leeds United in our last five home matches in the Championship. Why don't we instead? Because yes. this is reading stuff. <laughs> it's educational. Why, why don't we have some opinions? Why I don't, don't have say, any. <laughs> what? Who is actually going to play for Leeds? Mm. Um, I would have thought Sylvester in goal. Home debuts all round for like winger. We've got Dallas on the wing and we, Wood up front. And the, the only sensible thing to do is play that bunch that played Everton off the park because. Mm. Burnley will be maybe swap from Dakar swap Dakar out for Dallas and then there you go yeah that's true so we're already better than we were I love it when a team is getting better week by week there the way very, this one is there are going to be virtually no um, none of Massimo's boys in the team are there really Silvestri Belushi Belushi, Belushi. 
but even he is probably the first one you'd want rid of. Berardi was. Berardi's he, not one of his. He's kind of gone rogue, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He's, no one tells him what to do. Um, I, I mean, all I am is looking forward to it. I don't really care about. Well, I will care about the result, but it, I am still in that kind of like summer mode. Know nothing about the opponents. There's going to be a game of football. It's be it looks like it's going to be a decent crowd in the in the realms of thirty thousand, and that's always a good thing, isn't it? Particularly because it's on telly. And if we remember when we played Brighton, and we had that massive crowd, and everybody was happy, sun was shining, first day of the season, Luke Murphy scored a last minute winner, parties in the streets, and everything after that was brilliant. At the minute, it, it has kind of got that similar sort of feeling about it that kind of vibe about it everything feels quite upbeat at the minute which is it's not a bad way to start the season is it really no but is it how we'll end the season <laughs> is, it, probably, is it how we'll even go into the game against Doncaster who knows well that's live on the telly as well two two out of two the Alex Mowit derby indeed it's uh, it's going to be a big moment for the uh, the bearded chav he's only he's from he's not necessarily a chav he's just, no. just from Doncaster and wears a baseball cap and has a scrawny beard there was that fantastic tweet and again you'll have to forgive me for not being able to credit the right person or something like um, I saw Alex Mowat last year with some right mingers but now he's broke into the Leeds first team you should see the state of his bird and I think Alex Mowat had a favourite it or retweeted it which is good of him I think um, you've got to acknowledge these things haven't you uh, We this is a Thursday night game what are we doing playing on a Thursday Kelly bloody Thursday of all the yeah. desperate ways to try and generate interest in the early rounds of the League Cup playing it on what I consider as the traditional Johnston's Paint Trophy night mm. has got to be one of the worst, especially as it means that the Reading game has moved to a Sunday. It's just a... It's like a house of dominoes. It's devalued the Johnston's Paint Trophy, hasn't it? That's what it's done. Yeah. If you want, you can take a flight to Leeds and then to Doncaster and pretend it's a European away game on a Thursday, pretend in the Europa League. Mm. And then we'll have the inevitable Europa League hangover against Reading on the Sunday because all that travelling has <laughs> taken its toll <laughs> and the players won't be able to and they've been in the glamour tie during the week big crowd big match atmosphere TV cameras there kids on the pitch did we used what? to have people like people waving the flags on the pitch before you wave a cup match it's champion, just Champions League I oh, think, okay. still that big European night excitement and then Reading well, I mean Doncaster very sort of reminiscent of sort of Belgrade if you go back to about 1991 mm-hmm. when the Balkans war was on mm-hmm. yes um, so uh, that'll be interesting so, yeah so I mean all being equal we should win that we have a good record against them so no doubt we'll fuck it up and lose Boldikov yeah is that he that manager mm, still there um, and then on to yeah Sunday this is a bit of a strange one uh, we are playing Reading away in August the festival derby Leeds Reading Hey, confess I know even less about Reading than I did about. Well, they Burnley. are they are really are a non-entity of a football club because um, my in-laws live close by there, just down the road in Basingstoke, mm-hmm. and you can come back up north via Reading if you're doing it via the uh, the M40 routes. And yeah, it's just um, it's just in that part of the world. It's, it's the whole home county satellite of London. Really not interesting. Even Waitrose have ditched them. Have they really? Yeah, they're no longer sponsored Wait, by Waitrose. Lidl? It's just some, well, like everybody, it's just some random betting company. I think it might be the same one that used to sponsor Tottenham. Is it Mansion? But don't hold me to that because I don't know what I'm talking about. But I know it's not Waitrose. And that, to me, we talk about robbing football teams of their identity. I don't feel like I know who Reading are anymore. So let's look at the internet. They've got Anton Ferdinand in defence. That's novel. 
Al El Habsi in goal. So Uwe Rosler knows a lot about him from his time at Wigan. Love Joy. Pardon the team. The, the antique. The antique. Oh, yeah. right. Yes. Um, I was distracted because there's a P Sweeney, but it's not the same one. This one's only twenty. They've got a lot of midfielders, so that suggests to me that they're proposing to play a passing game. Interesting. Yeah, they're not play all of them, probably. No, but if you you know they've got a, we had got, a lot. We had a lot of midfielders last year. I've got to be honest, lads. This section is really, really thin. It's pretty ropey. It's Pog, pretty ropey. Paul Grebniak up front, and also uh, Simon Cox is still there, um, who used to be good once. Scored um, eight goals for them last season, so a danger man. And Orlando Sa. Did we have a player called Sa? Armando Sa. It must yeah. be his brother. That da, 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 da Armando Sa. <laughs> yeah, we know nothing about Reading. Where's whoscored.com? Do some previews. They haven't us. got anything. I've had to go to Soccerway. Well, they haven't made it the internet charlatans. Because um, this is genuinely, you click on the preview for Reading Elite and there is just nothing. Well, should we say this then? Managed um, by Steve Clark, the we're, we're uh, in that permanent recent divorcee. Oh, is he? Is that where he is now? <laughs> Again, depth of football knowledge shining through here. Um, so. We're basically at the, that point of the season. We're not quite sure what's going to happen yet because we don't, you know, as as with always with Leeds, we don't know which way it's going to go. We don't know anything about the opposition. Um, so, should we just say it'd be nice to win some games? That would be a good way mm. to start the season. I would be, uh, I'd be happy with that. Any other business? We haven't mentioned um, Neil Redfern. How we, how do we get this far into the podcast? Because it's kind of old news now, and we've all moved on. But we should really say thanks to him for his efforts. And it looked like he was going to stay, but obviously not. Things have unfolded in a different way. So it wasn't a genuine offer, apparently. I think they said, because as part of this terms of being manager, was that you can have your old job back if it doesn't work out. And I think it sounds like he probably went, yes, please. Mm. They went, oh, what, really? <laughs> you really want it back, yeah. Ah. Well, here's, here's how, you, how you can have it back. Hmm. <laughs> Uh, your thoughts on all that then it's it's a shame to see him go but it's that awful thing isn't it of football being very much about living in the now and what comes next and we've we've moved on we've got Rosler now fuck him when we lose the first <laughs> that's six, basically the when attitude when we lose the first six games yeah we'll start mm. I mean people have said that it's maybe a good idea that he's out of the picture so that Rosler won't have that on his shoulder but people still go on about Simon Grayson coming back so just the fact that Neil Redfern, it probably makes it easier for him to come back if he's not at the academy. Mm. Admittedly, the pending legal action and the fact that Lucy Ward is still in post but suspended, that's going to create some difficulties if he's proposed to take over as manager after Rosler. Mm. But, I mean, there are still these few little things that are a complete mess. Like the, well, not a complete mess, but a mess. Like the shirt sponsorship, Enterprise Insurance, that's a court case. Macron, that's a court case. Red, and those are kind of historic things that you could maybe trace back to Bates if you really wanted to go that far. But Redfern is something that with the brave new era of Adam Pearson sorting things out, this is one thing that he really should have got a grip of and sorted out because it was within the club's power to just look, do something neat, tidy. But I think as soon as that press conference happened with Cholino, Redfern had a, a, a legal case as soon as they made him what sounds like a bullshit offer for his old job, then it then it became a legal case that was going to be pursued. I mean, and on the flip side of that, it is worth saying that, you know, this is not a rare occurrence in football. Rarely does a manager run the first team of, of, of a club and then leave with his head held high and everyone shaking hands and happy. Hmm. People get fired, legal cases. It's what happens in football. He didn't get fired, though. Hmm. I think that that's the thing. Like you say, football managers leave all the time, though, and... 
if you don't want a guy, sack him. Yeah. Say, no, thank you. Here's the remainder of your contract or whatever you're owed. And just leave it. Don't be a dick about it. I think that's what um, it almost bolsters Redfern's case in a way is that football managers do get sacked all the time. For it. So for it to get to this point, they must be doing something seriously different to the usual way of just sacking a football manager. Otherwise, he would just go like, First fair, yep, you don't want me, I'll go. Instead, there is something else going on that is not normal, usual, that is not the way things are done. Well, it's the return to the academy, isn't it? And we could go around in circles on this, but obviously there's an issue to be resolved and I'm sure they will resolve it in their own time and their own fashion and with season ticket money. We are idiots. We are idiots, gentlemen, because we completely forgot to give away John Howe's book at the end of last season. Mm -hmm. In our haste to put that awful season to bed, I thought you were going to say in our haste to put that awful book behind us. We haven't got time to do it this evening, but we will do it in the second podcast and the next one, yes. We promise we will find the entries for the uh, the storytelling competition, which you may remember from some way back. We've Um, got lots, and we've got some very good ones as well. Yeah, we did. We'll do that um, in in the next podcast. Um, Do you think that made it sound like I'd read them? Was that convincing? I believed you anyway. Right, um, so the important business. Issue one, the square ball. Issue one. Now, if if all the technical wizardry has worked correctly and you're listening on our brand new brand new host, Acast, yes. First of all, we should say we are hosting it with a brand new host as well now. You can download the app. Um, you still look like the same old Dan Moylan to me. Hey, <laughs> Very you yeah, I see what you did. Um, look for the app Acast, A-C-A-S-T, and um, you can get that on Apple and Android devices, so you can find us uh, all in the same place. This thing will help us. It has a couple of little adverts in it, but... It helps us fund what we do. Which is what? Cocaine and hookers. No, it's not. It's it's all this business. Buying equipment, putting stuff on. Anyway, um, yeah, so if you wouldn't mind having listened to Raycast, you can still get it through iTunes and SoundCloud and all the other places. But we Um, won't value you as highly. Yeah. Mm. So if you get, but what it Unless does Unless you is, buy, if you're going to listen on those, at the very least, buy a digital subscription. Yeah, well, what I was going to... Have gonna, some decency. What I was going to say was, this clever new Acast app, it has links into buying stuff such as that, so we can put nice pictures and links and force you towards giving us your money. <laughs> sounds um, sounds really good. I think this is going to, this idea is going to fly in Yorkshire. Definitely. Um, so hopefully now, when I'm telling you about this digital subscription and issue one, you should now see a funky link on your screen if you've got the new app. And... Will that allow me to go and buy the most expensive copy of the square ball that has ever been sold? I hope so. No, there were £2 ones before. Were there? There have been £2 ones before. Oh, OK. Well, it's equaling the and that most was in, expensive. that was in the 90s. Yeah, so it has gone up to £2 um, because, well, A, we're making it bigger, and B, we have to justify the expense somehow. Um, so this first issue is brilliant. It looks absolutely fabulous. Um so thanks to everybody who contributed towards that. 84 pages. So it's yeah. worth saying it's £2, but we've gone up from 56 pages to 84 pages for this one. So you're getting a lot of bang for your buck. Yeah, the the contributing situation at some points became ridiculous. I was just sending messages to Eamon about the design and the page count, just saying, I do not know what's happening. People just keep sending us good articles. Um, and we had to leave some good articles out as well because I I campaigned vociferously for 100 pages but we physically couldn't print um, that in time it would have needed a spine and it became a whole other process so this is like the biggest it can possibly be with the resources at our disposal and it's the same size as the programme and a quid cheaper which is important I think that's this time next year we'll have a spine and you can put all the issues together on a shelf and it'll make a picture 
A picture of what, though? That's the question. Well, you'll you'll need to put them all together to find out. Well, that's very true. So, yeah, if you wouldn't mind buying that, if you're going to Burnley, please do. Otherwise, buy it right now from the link, hopefully that's on your screen, in the app thing, um, and via the squareball.net. And if you buy it by post, just imagine the noise that thing's going to make when it hits your doormat. It could kill your dog. <laughs> if, you've got, if you've got a small dog, it could kill your dog. Um, and, and, and if you have been using our magazine in the past to kill flies, as I believe a number of people have, it's going to be even more effective. Yeah, the the um, the paper version is a lot better at killing flies than the digital version. Yeah, I tried killing a fly with a PDF, and I had to buy a new laptop. Hey, you see what I'm saying? Oh God, I'm gonna kill myself. Right, if you want to get in touch with us, you can do. It's that easy to do. Email podcast at thesquareball.net. You can tweet at the squareball. Find us on Facebook. We're on Instagram as well for pictures and things. Um, Instagram.com forward slash the squareball. Yeah, and uh, if you want to listen to us via Acast, the new app, and help support what we do then we would thoroughly, thoroughly appreciate that too. Um, otherwise, that, that's it for the first one. First one under the belt. We're back. We're up and running, chaps. Are we going to do them every two weeks this year? Let's promise to do that now. and then Just like we promised to give John Howe's book away. <laughs> and then massively let everybody down. It's what the Leeds United way. Absolutely. Wouldn't have it any other way whatsoever. Um, thanks for listening. I'm Dan, and thanks from Michael. Thank you. Bye. And Moscow Whites. Thank you. Goodbye. We'll speak to you again in a couple of weeks, in theory. See you soon. Bye-bye. The Square Ball Podcast. I mean, I've got a sister, but never have we hung around shirtless together. <laughs> Just like. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Picture? I'll picture now. <laughs> be nice to capture this, wouldn't it? I think it'd be nicer if you took your shirt off. <laughs> yeah, sorry. What was I thinking? <laughs>